the volume. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets. Live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. This is Prime Cuts, the best of the Colin Coward podcast, still bringing it during a short holiday week. Matt Mosley reacted Dak's bounce back against Washington. Look ahead to the potential Cowboy playoff matchups. Tom Curran, great reporter in Boston, inside look on Mac Jones slamming into a rookie quarterback wall. Sam Farmer, great NFL reporter, sharing his most memorable John Madden stories. And as always, Chad Millman, Sharps. Versus me, a square. Week 17 lines. First, though, my top takes of the week. I was thinking about the John Madden stuff. And um, years ago, I was a minor league baseball announcer. And this is the kind of story I, I can't really tell on any other platform than this. So I got a job out of college as a minor league baseball announcer, a triple A job with the Las Vegas Stars. And I had to sell for about 75% of the year. And then for about 25% of my job was broadcasting one inning a game. And it was worth it because I was going from college broadcasting into AAA baseball, which was one step away from Major League Baseball. And that was my dream when I was like 22 years old. I wanted to be the voice of the Seattle Mariners because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, as many of you know. And so uh, the first year with the team, I just did sales and they gave me one or two innings all year. Like, Less than half a dozen innings all year. Second year, I got more innings because I was doing really well in sales. And I almost that first year gave up the broadcasting dream because I thought nobody believes in me. And then finally, a guy named Don Logan was convincing enough to the guy who owned the team, Larry Kentop, give this kid, he's a good salesman, give him some innings. And I did. And I worked really hard. And I wasn't great, but I was good enough to get noticed. And the rest is history. Local TV station hired me, KVBC, Channel 3. And, uh, you know, again, a series of breaks, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to hear about my career. But during the time I was a AAA baseball announcer, I was like the number two guy or the number three guy, right? Uh, They gave me like three road trips that one year. And I never forget, one of them was Phoenix. And the manager was a guy named Wendell Kim. Nice guy. And I went into the clubhouse because I wanted to do some pregame stuff. And on the wall of the clubhouse, 
he had like 25 rules. And I remember thinking, <laughs> who could remember all these rules? And it just all these years later, it's 30 years later, I remember it. And I'm like, that's too many rules. And when I became a parent, one of the things I quickly realized is that if you tell your kids when they're young more than two things, if you give them three, they'll forget all of them. So you have to say like, put your plate away after dinner and brush your teeth. You can only go two. If you go to a third and say, eat your vegetables, put your plate away and brush your teeth, they get discombobulated and forget all of them. You can give your kids two assignments, brush your teeth and put your pajamas on. And that's it. You go to a third, it wipes everything out. Simplicity is the key. And I always loved John Madden because he had, he had three rules. Show up on time, listen when you're here, and play hard on Sunday. And I remember Pete Carroll telling me this one time when he was at USC. He said, you know, the fewer rules and the less you make guys think, the faster they get. You don't want guys thinking on a football field too much. Maybe your center, maybe your quarterback audibling, but you want your best athletes reacting instinctively, pursuing, chasing, catching, running, avoiding, tackling. And I think that's one of the things about Madden that always impressed me is that there's a brilliance in simplicity. And I go back to that minor league clubhouse where somebody had 20 rules in the clubhouse. And I remember staring at it and thinking, even if you were somebody who liked rules, wouldn't you have the self-awareness to acknowledge nobody could remember 20 rules? You're paralyzing players. Madden had a saying, the fewer rules you have, the fewer rules you can break. And my wife always says this. She has one rule in marriage. And Anne is my wife. Her one rule is don't go where you shouldn't go and don't do what you shouldn't do. And that's it. So strip clubs, I have checked those off. No strip clubs for daddy. Not that I was ever hanging at them. But I always thought, what a simple rule. Don't go where you shouldn't go as a husband. Don't do what you shouldn't do. Wraps it all in a nice, memorable little package. You know, obviously, people are linked to me because I'm in the business of having strong opinions. Uh, I don't hold back and I'm not ever terribly concerned how my opinions land for you. I have a right to an opinion. You haven't a right to an opinion on my opinion. And that's where it ends. Um, Baker Mayfield had his worst professional game, standalone national TV game over the weekend. And I do believe that Andrew Barry, the GM, uh, a really smart, respected guy, has already made his decision on Baker Mayfield. I think they're going to go after Derek Carr, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, they'll make a run on Russell Wilson. But I just don't think they think Baker is face of the franchise material beyond playing. And I'll give you a great example. Dak Prescott of the Cowboys and Baker Mayfield of the Browns have a lot in common because the Cowboys and Browns are essentially the same team. One is on fire and pulling away with a chance to be a number one seed, and one is circling the drain. 
Now, think about this. Dallas has five Pro Bowlers. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and Brian Anger, a punter. Cleveland has five Pro Bowlers. Two on the offensive line, Wyatt Teller and Joel Betonio. A pass rusher, Miles Garrett. A corner, Denzel Ward, just like the Cowboys have Trayvon Diggs. And a running back, Nick Chubb. Both are really built around the run game. Zeke and Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both have star volume veteran receivers, great route runners, Amari Cooper and Jarvis Landry, both, as aforementioned, elite corners, Trayvon Diggs, Denzel Ward, both have standouts at left tackle who have missed games this year, Tyron Smith and Jedrick Wills. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa for the Browns is not as lively athletically as Micah Parsons for Dallas, but both serve the same purpose, a hyper-athletic rookie linebacker. Both have above-average defenses, offensive-minded head coaches, charismatic billionaire owners. They're on high-profile, often-discussed teams. The difference is Dak Prescott has much better judgment There is no constant agitation, calling out his medical staff, talking about turmoil between he and the coaches, which doesn't exist. Baker did that two weeks ago. Just look at their off-field judgment and look at their podium judgment and look at their playing judgment. They're essentially both playing for the exact same team. The difference is Dak's judgment is better. He's completing this year 69% of his throws. Baker, 62. That's judgment. One has 29 touchdowns, 10 picks. That's Dak. Baker has 15 touchdowns, 11 picks. One has a passer rating over 100. That's Dak. One has a passer rating mid-80s. Both have essentially the same personnel. I think Nick Chubb is better than both the Cowboys running backs, but I do feel Micah Parsons is better than the Browns rookie linebacker. But if you look at the construct of the Browns and the Cowboys, both quarterbacks essentially are given the same opportunity. The more mature quarterback, the smarter quarterback, the quarterback with the better self-awareness since college is flourishing and the other is floundering. Baker is constantly looking to prove everybody wrong. He is a risk taker in his private life. I'll leave some of those details out, although I know them. Um, The police video is what we've both seen. Uh, Baker is a risk taker at the podium, saying things that are not necessary. He is a risk taker more than Dak on the field. And the truth is, in both Baker and Dak Prescott's situations, very similar, neither needs to be a risk taker. This is a run-first operation in both Cleveland and Dallas. The difference is Dak understands it. Dak audibles out of trouble. Dak puts out fires. Baker starts them. And so we have a comp for Baker. It's Dak. Look at the pro bowlers. Look at the basis, the foundation, the strength of the team. I don't think I'm tough on Baker Mayfield. I think I'm brutally honest. I think Dallas waited and waited on Dak because he was not a spectacular arm talent but ultimately made the decision to sign him up long-term for the big bag because of his intangibles. 
I think Cleveland is waiting, waiting, and waiting on Baker because he isn't a big-time arm or athletic talent. He won't get any bag due to his lack of intangibles. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, let's bring in Sam Farmer, who for years and years before I lived in Los Angeles, uh, I read Sam. And he's incredibly well-connected and is active because he's always posting pictures hiking around Pasadena. And that's why he looks so young and he keeps his mind fresh. So, I only interviewed Madden one time. And I, I'm from a very dark, bleak, gray place in America called Grays Harbor County on the coast of Washington. And he coached 
at Gray's Harbor. The Chokers, that was their name. Not because they lost leads in games. It was a wrestling term, choking out, chokers. And I asked him about it once in my one interview, and he had a steel trap for a memory. He could remember anything. Do you remember the first time you either met John Madden? I'm sure there were several times. And what your impression was of him in person, not on TV. Trying to think of our first meeting because I would have seen him at Raider. I was a Raiders beat writer from 95 to 2000. So I would have seen him at practice. Um, but, you know, probably my first extended period one on one with John was uh, the first season of Sunday Night Football uh, in 2004 five or six, uh, I was in the booth with John and Al and um, sat with them in Carolina for a whole game. I almost walked in front of the camera once coming out of a timeout, out of a commercial. Um, And, you know, I kind of feel the way, uh, you know, my, I, I, I thinking about my son meeting him for the first time, My son, who was a young boy, played a lot of Madden. He didn't even realize he was a real person. He thought he was a virtual creation or a hologram. So I saw John and I said, will you go say hello to Thomas, my son? He tapped him on the shoulder and Thomas turned around and his jaw just dropped. I'm trying to think of what my first impressions of John were. Um, uh, I guess just that he was such an approachable a regular guy. And that's what I wrote about today. Um, He, he really made an effort to, I'm probably not putting it the right way, but put himself on your level and not put himself above you and make you feel like you were uh, at the feet of John Madden or at the feet of this NFL icon. He tried to relate to you and said relatable things. I remember him telling me, uh, one time I was with John and Virginia, his wife, and Virginia was kind of haranguing him a little bit. You know, it's just gently nudging him about his habit of feeding the dogs the freshly cut deli meat out of the fridge. And I just felt that's so relatable because I, I, I've gotten my wife has gotten pissed at me about that. About, you know, wait, we spent all, it's salty. It's not good for the dogs. We spent a lot of money, you know, buying this stuff. So I'm not really not giving you a good answer here because it, I do feel like this sort of collage of memories of John and uh, which really picked up in the last couple of years, uh, mostly texting back and forth. And that happened probably, oh, once or twice a month for the last two years that we've sort of gotten into text exchanges about various players, but I, I don't know that I can put my finger on exactly how I felt the first time I met him. Uh, Eric Shanks, um, my boss at Fox CEO, he called him to the very end. He, he said, Eric said, you know, he taught me about TV a lot. Um, John was a good idea guy. Eric said he was very observational about stuff. Very observational incredibly yeah i mean that's that was sort of the thing i mean talked and eric obviously was his assistant uh for a long time i believe sandy montag his agent also was his assistant yes um john had these 
it was very Seinfeldian, if that's a word. I mean, his ability to, and I, and I talked about a couple yeah. of those things today, how, you know, um, Vinnie Rao, who's a production assistant um, uh, in on Monday Night Football, uh, they were at a production meeting in Philadelphia and they sent out Vinnie Rao to get sandwiches and he brought back 20 of these anemic, pathetic looking cheesesteaks. And the whole thing was like, how could you find a bad cheesesteak in Philadelphia? But he did it and he brought back 20 of them. <laughs> and John immediately turned to Fred Gadelli and said, don't ever send a skinny guy out for food because skinny guys don't appreciate food. They don't know about food. And the, the other thing I was talking to Troy Aikman, this was uh, it just so happened that this was uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking and we were laughing about John. One of the things that always struck me about John was um, he said, you know, fat guys will tie their shoes on the outside of their the knot on the outside of their foot because they can't reach down and center the knot. And so the heavier you get, the, the more your knot, your bow not migrates out to the side of your foot. And, uh, and Troy said, that is so funny. You'd say that because we were in a production meeting and um, John, you know, has his uh, spyglass hat on and he's kind of hunkered down. He looks down a lot and the production meeting was a lot of Troy and John, I've been in one of these things asking the questions and Bob Stenner, who was a producer, John's producer for a long time, mentioned that in, in that human observation. And uh, Troy said, I out of my side of my eye, I look over at John and I noticed that his shoes are tied on the outside of his feet. <laughs> he, said, he said, John, John is looking down. Looking at his feet as Bob Stenner is saying this, and then kind of looks up and he and Troy meet eyes, and then Troy just busts up laughing. <laughs> he, said, he said, John, you could tell just hoovered up that observation, and then John used it all the time. I mean, talked about it. so he was a collector too of those things. He would make incredible observations about people and ask these questions. I remember at that Monday night game, him going around, it was the Packers playing the Panthers. And John had gone down to the field and his mission was his self-appointed mission was to find out what different players had on their iPods that they were listening to. And that's just sort of like the weird quirkiness of John and the things that he liked. Um, I'll tell, I got to tell you, one of the really cool things uh, that I've ever done uh, that the, the Monday Night Football thing was cool, but uh, in 2009, I think it was, eight or nine, uh, I went up to Pleasanton uh, as part of a DirecTV thing. Yeah. I uh, got to be a fly on the wall, had dinner with six quarterback dads, and some of the guys had two kids in the league. So it was like Archie Manning, obviously two guys, two quarterbacks in the league, uh, Matthew Stafford's dad, Drew Brees' dad. Um, uh, Don Hasselbeck, uh, Bill Palmer, Carson Palmer's dad. Anyway, great group of dads. And I, I got to be the fly on the wall. And and John sent us to a steakhouse in Pleasanton that night. And we just sat around and I just absorbed everything in this conversation of these dads talking. And then in the morning, John brought the Madden Cruiser around and picked us up 
at our hotel and took us to his studio, which is like a big airplane hanger. I don't know if you've ever been to that. No. But, uh, and then had setups for us, lazy boys for each of us. Uh, with John sort of had like kind of a wooden throne in the middle of these things. And it was a giant, if you could imagine, um, I called it in the story, Turduckingham Palace, <laughs> because it was like this huge movie screen, cinematic movie screen surrounded by smaller, like 60 inch TVs. And then he had a DJ there and John would just say, put the Raiders on screen one. He had a chart like a little menu, laminated menu. He'd say screen one Raiders and the guy would switch it over. And anytime the, the, the operative was never a commercial, which I always thought was funny because he made it such a fortune on being a pitch man, but he never wanted to watch a commercial, but just watching with these quarterback dads, these guys who wouldn't ordinarily, um, wouldn't ordinarily do anything but watch the kid on Sunday. They would never leave the house. They wouldn't have friends around or whatever, but just to be in the presence of John Madden and to be with each other, watching their kids play and rooting their kids on. And this, in this particular weekend, strangely, nobody was playing each other. I did this another year when Archie was playing, when Peyton was playing, uh, Doug Smith, um, Alex Smith, uh, so we had Doug Smith and Archie sitting next to each other and the kids are playing, uh, each other, but anyway, it was just so cool. And to be around John and his enthusiasm for football and I'm, I'm rambling here, but I just, I feel sort of flooded with memories. He's one of my absolute favorite people. I, I rely on about a half dozen NFL reporters. And, uh, when I used to live in the Northeast, I thought Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston uh, was as accurate, uh, as smart, as connected as anybody there. And so I never like to bother him, but I got to bring him on about twice during the football season. So uh, your column after the Patriots lost to the Bills was Josh Allen's Bills expose a hard truth in stomping the Patriots. So I'm not going to give it away. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what the hard truth is. The hard truth is that as nicely as Mac Jones has fit into the Patriots system and into the NFL. The Patriots got beat by a team that has better players and its best player took over and the Patriots had no answer. And I don't know if a lot of teams would have had an answer for what Josh Allen was doing yesterday. I mean, that was a, a Jordan-esque, a Curry-esque, a look, we got our hand in his face and he's still making the shots. What else do you want to do? And, and people don't really talk about that column with the NFL, but this was kind of a tip your cap performance by him. You know, listen, I'll say again what I felt about Mac Jones. Low ceiling, but mm -hmm. because of the infrastructure in New England, we would see his best game quicker than Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. We'd know very early what he is and what he isn't. So in the last three games, he's one and two. In the last two games where he's trailed in the second half, he's completing 50% of his throws. And, you know, Tom, I was saying this on my show that by the time you get to week 15, 16, 14, 15, 16, everybody's seen your shit. You're, mm -hmm. you're not fooling anybody on schemes. And the teams that are now flourishing have guys that can make plays off the script. It's that simple. And I, I look at this New England offense and I'm like, listen, you can fool people and you can out scheme them. But those days kind of feel like we're, we're done with that now. Now it's the playmakers. And I have real questions about New England going forward. Do you? 
I don't think that, that Mac Jones is necessarily the root cause. I think he will end up being the answer to the question as to how did you capably replace Brady? But, you know, on a day like yesterday, and that's why the Patriots, when they elevated to the number one seed, and I said they were the most consistent and trustworthy team in the AFC, was because they were playing so well on all three fronts. But if the defense is not returning the ball to the offense frequently enough, and you get in this panic mode, then that's what you're going to be looking at because Kendrick Bourne was only out there for 30 plays. He had COVID all week. But regardless, the Bills were overwhelming the Patriots. And it just – look, here's the interesting thing, Colin, about Matt Jones. He wins the national championship in Alabama after a, you know, I guess an arduous 2020 season. Then he competes to rise in the draft for the next three or four months. That whole process is exhausting. Gets here, gets waterboarded with their entire system, retains it, stares down a former MVP with a huge personality in Cam Newton, goes through the Brady game, goes through the Dallas game, goes through a seven-game winning streak. This kid has been, I kept saying, he's so resilient. He's bouncing back. Is he going to hit a wall or is this kid just a robot? I think he's starting to hit a wall. It's not making an excuse. Too bad, so sad. That's the way it is. But he's making some mistakes that are inexcusable in some of the throws. You know, we had a delay a game on the first drive last week. And some of the throws, Colin, are just so scattershot that you're like, this isn't the same guy. But last thing I'll say, mixed in, you see some very capable plays, what you would like to see from a guy in his third, fourth, or fifth year. Understanding where guys are, stepping up in the pocket, throwing with accuracy. It's just that some of those ass plays that we didn't see before, they're showing up. How long do you think Belichick coaches? Do you see a guy that is still completely, absolutely emotionally embedded and enjoying the work? Do you see that? Do you sense that on a press conference, the press conference basis? Yeah, he amazes me. I mean, he's got 15 years on me and the energy level to do, you know, he coaches the game yesterday. He gets up, he does 630 WEI up here and he does an 830 conference call with us. Not that those are the most engaged portions of the day, but he's already probably been there since 5.30 after a one o'clock game that he probably got home at nine o'clock from. And he's 69 years old, pushing 70. And he's going to be out there on the field in the cold, twirling his whistle. He's remarkable. <laughs> he really is. And I don't think he's sick of it. You know, it's amazing. So I would say three more years just to be reasonable. But he's got control of Mac Jones for three more years. The team has drafted well in the last two years. They've signed some free agents who are going to be good for a couple of years. I think he'd probably like to see at least close to not the fruition of where Mac Jones is in five years, but I don't think he's interested in going someplace else. He doesn't, he's a good golfer, but he doesn't play. I just don't think he's anxious to go someplace else to the next thing. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. You know, I was saying this today. If you look at the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys, it's a lot of the same stuff. Two pro bowlers in the O-line, veteran high-volume receiver, quality tight ends, two excellent running backs, a star corner, an elite pass rusher, a rookie linebacker who is outperforming, Mike is better, outperforming expectations. The difference is one quarterback is pulling down his franchise. Dak is distributing, doing a Chris Paul and elevating it. And I was thinking about the criticisms of Dak this year that he won't go downtown. He won't throw it deep. And I thought, I'm watching this game. He, he And I can't compare it to Chris Paul. I got Devin Booker to the right. I've got Bridges on the outside. I've got a deep bench. I've got DeAndre Ayton inside for the lobs. I can give you 14 and we win by 11. I don't need to give you 29. I don't need to shoot threes. And I watched Dak yesterday and I thought, you know, he's really, 
figured out he knows exactly where to go with the ball. If you look at his home and road splits, he makes virtually no mistakes at home. He makes no bad throws at home. And it was just, I just not just because they won, but I just kind of appreciated Dak's self-awareness. He's looking at this talent going, I don't have to score 29 a night. I can go 14 points and 13 assists and we win easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why when he went into that funk, it seemed so weird to us that he was like making poor decisions to the point, like every certain other quarterbacks, Baker or whoever, we don't immediately go, he must be hurt. He must be hurt. I think you're right. To your point, Dak can be so on point usually that when he's not, we're like, something's wrong. Okay. Is in even last night, you could tell NBC was ready to show all these shots they had of look at his foot, look at his weight transfer, look at his back foot. And, and, and it was like, well, we've got all these things. We might as well show them. Well, the guy's 20 for 22. <laughs> I mean, something's going, something's going right. Um, but I think, I think it's a good, I think it's, I think it's a really fair point to say, yeah, he sometimes now where he gave you last night that you haven't seen in a while. And what makes you think he is feeling better is, and we we've always sort of known he might, he, even though he doesn't admit it, we've sort of thought he wasn't physically right. He took off a couple of times. Now it wasn't as beautiful as watching Kyler. It even as, as Josh Allen, who on fourth down is juking people running over people. It wasn't that, but it's enough. It's enough to make him a threat. And then how about when he extended that one play and he, and he pointed, he, you know, it's, it's like, you know, schoolyard football, head, head on down the field, Gallup, and he made that play. That's sort of the old Dak. And that's why, man, what a, this is why it's so exciting. The NFL is so great right now. Um, I, I only can think of one team that I would say, I, I would think the Cowboys – I just wouldn't give them much of a chance against and part of part of it's because that environment going into Lambeau, but everybody else. I mean, I, I Cowboys are as good as anybody. You know, it's really interesting, Matt. I, I, I was talking about the Packers on the show a couple of days ago. So something that Vegas cares about is. It's much more fun to watch a boxer with a knockout punch, whether you love Tyson or George Foreman or Ali in his prime, they were much more dynamic than Larry Holmes, who was the king of the jab, is that Dallas take out the Denver game. Dallas either wins, but they often win like a Buffalo or a Tampa um, or a Kansas City. They can blow you out. They can embarrass you. Green Bay's point differential is plus 59 this year. It's 11th in the league. 43 of the 59 is two wins over the Bears and one over the Lions is that Green Bay is not finishing off teams. The fact that Cleveland threw four picks in Lambeau, mm. 220 left, Cleveland's going for the win. I there's I I I watched, I went and I I I went and did some digging. The Packers are 31st against the run yards per carry. You can attack I honestly believe Dallas, the Rams now with Cam Akers, Sony Michelle. San Francisco, if Leonard Fournette comes back, Green Bay has got, to me, Matt, a hole. You can own time of control. They, Cleveland is a great, Cleveland is Dallas. 
If you look at their pro bowlers on offense, an offensive coach, interior, pro bowl lineman, left tackle, struggle to stay healthy, two good backs, volume receiver, capable tight ends. I think Dallas matches up okay with Green Bay. I really do. And a much more athletic defensive front. The only thing I would say to that is something you led off with. The splits at home, the Cowboys are unbelievable. And, and it's just not it, – it, 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 the offense is not traveling. Now, the defense is capable of traveling. Yeah. But what I'm saying is Dak has to show that he can do it in those sorts of elements. And what he's shown is that in the 72 degrees of Jerry World, that he's extremely comfortable. Um, I, I don't – I mean, we can look at Josh Allen – we can look at Tom Brady. We can look at Aaron Rodgers. We know they are all built to win in the cold. Mahomes can do it because Kansas City is actually a cold weather place. You know, it gets, cra- it gets it crazy cold there. I don't think we have a great feel for Dak in that environment. Now, to your point, could you lean on Zeke and Pollard? Maybe so. And those tight Maybe ends. So. And that's why. It, it's you're right, and Jarwin's coming back. Jarwin's about ready to come back, and Schultz can take a hit, and he's a really good weapon. He's a nice weapon. Um, I, I just I, I worry a little bit about Dak in those types of environments, and you have to trust what you're seeing. And this year, what we're seeing is a is a team that functions unbelievably better at home than they do on the road. Yeah. So if they are able to grab that number two seed, then you can stay at home until you get to the NFC title game. All right, Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. All right, Brown Steelers, interesting. Big Ben's last game. So I expect an elevated emotional performance. Steelers were embarrassed. Elevated emotional performance. Steelers are home dogs. Mike Tomlin's history as dogs. So Pittsburgh plus three feels like the side. I do wonder, Chad, if I should wait and it goes up, but sharper square first. Let's start with that. Definitely sharp betting the Steelers. You can get the Steelers right now at three and a half. And this is a massive, massive pros Joe's game. And what I mean when I say that every single week is you've got the professional betters on one side. So the majority of the money about 69% of the money is coming in on the Steelers and you've got majority of the bets coming in on the Browns. So that's the discrepancy. When you have bets, that's what the public is doing. When you have money, that's what the pros are doing. Um, This has been a pros game all week. It did get bet down to three for about 24 hours. It's come back up to three and a half because of the public money coming in on the Browns. But you're right. I mean, people are betting on the emotion of Ben Roethlisberger's last game at home, of Mike Tomlin being a coach who can rally his troops and put them in the rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. The fact that these games in the division tend to end up being around a field goal, um, a lot of sort of signals playing in your favor here. So the Cowboys are swallowing uh, four and a half against Arizona. Uh, Arizona's problems, according to Greg Cosell, are that they're not handling pressure and man-to-man coverage particularly well. The Cowboys create pressure and play the most man-to-man coverage in the NFL. So I think Dallas at home wins. I do worry about 
teams that win easily, games over by half, can lack the intensity and urgency the following week. So my guess is the sharp play is Arizona. My play is Dallas minus four and a half sharper square. You're playing both sides of it, and the wise guys are kind of playing both sides of it, too. I can't give you a definitive sharper square on this. The game was at six, and it got bet down to four and a half. And then when it got to four and a half, with the Cowboys favored by four and a half points, it got bet bad up to six. And I think a lot of people, a lot of wise guys, as they've done the research this week, similar to what uh, Greg talked to you about, and Greg's amazing, and I always love when he's on your show, is... Kyler, especially Kyler Murray on third down is just struggling without DeAndre Hopkins. And I think Cliff Kingsbury, professional bettors have always thought Cliff Kingsbury, once it gets to the second half of the season, is a terrible coach. And you can go back to his record at Texas yeah, Tech. can. Playing with Patrick Mahomes. Awful. Awful. Once you get out of September, October. And it's proving to be true again. What he did in that game last weekend, the decision making he had on that Saturday night was just dreadful. Not even, even against like the new sort of looks at analytics and how people are thinking about going forward in various spots, just terrible. So you've got Cliff making bad decisions. You've got Kyler Murray struggling on third downs without Hopkins. It's kind of a game like if you can get the Cowboys at six, I think it's still the right side. If it gets to six and a half or seven, you probably want to skip it. Check us out. YouTube page. Put that little red button, click it, subscribe to us at The Volume Sports plus Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. Talk soon. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.